Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Happy New Year, everyone. I am joined by my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed, this morning. Good morning. Morning. Every, uh, audio's working and all that. All right. Excellent. Everything sounds good. Great. Um, Kirk and I are going to be talking about, I don't know, maybe a bit of a controversial subject today. I'm not sure if controversial controversial is the right word, but a a common topic, a common discussion that we have with clients, a concept or a an investment product that people have all heard of. Some people, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like love or hate, not a whole lot in between here, but we're talking about annuities today. And I always, of course, do my... Uh, uh, very best to be, you know, unbiased and and lay out information. I certainly will have opinions on this topic, but I will certainly be disclosing my what is opinion and what is and what is, uh, I guess, the difference between my opinion and and um, the facts. But so I don't know. This is a it's a it's a conversation we have, or this is a this is a topic that comes up very frequently, especially with you know new people that we're meeting because everyone's heard of an annuity. They might own an annuity, but not really know what it is. They couldn't explain it to you. They're wondering if it's a good thing or not a good thing. You know, some people really stand behind annuities and and we'll talk about all the the insurance guarantees that come along with some types of annuities, of course. And uh, a lot of people that believe in that, I've said many, many times on the show, I do think that there's a place in the world for those and they're suitable for certain people and situations. And we're going to go through all of that today. And sort of on the flip side, that there are some things about annuities that I very much dislike. And I'll be very open about that today as 
well. So, you know, in the past we've done this show and we've been able to have uh, a guest on the show who was an independent insurance and annuity analyst. And I liked having him on the show because he was independent. He wasn't affiliated with any one insurance company. He wasn't uh, pushing products, et cetera. And so that was a really nice, he was a great uh, knowledgeable guest. We had him on the show several, several times. Unfortunately, he no longer is focusing. Uh, I think he's doing something else with his career. He's no longer available to us in that regard. So that's a bummer. And we hope to have someone that that looks like him uh, in terms of his credentials in the future. But as of this point, me and Kirk are, are who you have today. I have analyzed lots and lots of annuities in my career here. And, you know, on my own, of course, coupled with, you know, lots of conversations with people at insurance companies to understand the product, because of course they're all different and very complicated. So certainly we're going to be able to speak eloquently on this topic, but it is a total bummer that we weren't able to have that guest who we've had in the past. He was real great. So it's almost like there's so much to talk about regarding annuities, like where to begin. But we have an outline, of course, and a plan, and we can sort of take this in any direction. But I guess I just wanted to start by a very broad overview of an annuity. There's all different types of annuities. And Kirk, I'm sure you get the question too from a potential client or a client. And and the very common question, what's an annuity? And you literally need like this two hour show to answer the question. I know. What's up? What's up? Yeah, no, I, I do get that question periodically, and and when when they ask the question, I say, well, how much time do you have? Uh, because yeah. to really to really answer that question, if you really want to cover all your bases, you need a lot of time. Yeah, and and not, and not just because there's so many you know so many different flavors of them, but just that some of them are so complicated that it, it takes a long time to to go through them and, and try to explain them. Yeah, and and gen- I think generally speaking, when you get that question, someone wants to know about the living benefits that are very common these days. That is, we're going to spend a large chunk of today's show talking about the guarantees associated. I, I'm I'm going to put that in, in air quotes. Certain things are guaranteed, but when you dig deeper, anyway, I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think most people want to know about a variable annuity with some sort of a living benefit rider, which is like one of those, I call it like a bell and a whistle. It's like an, it's an insurance. It's, it's some sort of a guarantee that the insurance company provides. That's really what they're, they're talking about. There are other more simple types of annuities and maybe like sort of right off the bat, we can get those out of the way because we're not going to spend as much time on those. But yeah, I mean, I mean, so broad overview. First of all, there are fixed annuities. We'll get into a little bit of detail on that. There are variable annuities. There are simple variable annuities, which are similar to brokerage or investment, you know, your traditional investment account. There are very complicated variable annuities with these bells and whistles. And and, and so there, there's just many different types. And again, we're going to spend the bulk of today's show. And when I answer this question, when somebody poses it to me in person, I'm generally answering related to these variable products with living benefit riders. More some people want to know about indexed annuities and we'll talk about that. But it's like, it's all the bells and the whistles that are that confuse people, but pe- people like are interested in them and they want to know about them, but at the same time they're confusing and they need an explanation and they deserve an explanation. So just like at a very high level, annuities as a product 
I explain, I think the easiest way to explain that is it's a hybrid between an investment product and an insurance product. So everyone understands straight up insurance, right? Like life insurance, very easy concept to understand homeowners insurance, right? You're paying an insurance company for some sort of protection, disability insurance. You're paying for protection against you can't work, you know, life insurance you're paying against, you're paying for protection in the event you die and you want your heirs to receive money. And Simple insurance products, you know, generally speaking, an easy concept to understand with the exception of long-term care, which is super complicated. But, and then, and then on the flip side of that is traditional investment, I guess, product or traditional, I shouldn't call it a product, traditional investment account is also an easy concept for most people to understand. I put my money in, I invest it, I hope to grow, you know, grow my money over time, right? So in annuity, most types anyway, fixed are a little bit different, but an annuity is a hybrid in my, my definition of that is a hybrid between an investment account and an insurance product or or s- described other in a different way an investment with like an insurance wrapper around it like wrapped up in some insurance wrapping paper and that insurance wrapping paper provides xyz guarantee we'll talk about those things cuz those guarantees because they're many and varied so i think that's sort of a, a, makes it a little bit easier for people to understand. I think in general, there are two reasons that people should have purchased annuities, I guess, or should purchase annuities. One reason is for the tax deferral that annuities provide. And the other reason is for whatever guarantee that the insurance company is providing. And we'll talk a little bit later in the show about like, there are some annuities that are appropriate for people who are uncomfortable with risk in the markets, like with uncomfortable with a traditional investment and are just attracted to these guarantees that the insurance company provides. I want to make sure everyone understands the cost for that of course. But I do think that that's someone who just has either had a bad experience or for whatever reason does not want a traditional investment account because of the risks associated with that. And we could, of course, Kirk, as you know, have a whole nother conversation about mitigating risk in a traditional investment account, but that's for another show. So in my mind, those are the two reasons that people should consider annuities or or if you have purchased an annuity, that was likely one of the reasons, either the tax deferral component or the guarantees. By far, the way that they're, well, I think by far that the insurance guarantees are the larger component, right? The biggest reason that people do them. The tax deferral component with today's tax code is not as attractive because today's tax brackets are pretty low compared to history. We did a show not all that long ago about, uh, you know, historical tax brackets and and taxes are fun. We promise. Remember that show was super fun. And we sort of proved the point that tax brackets right now are low compared to the last like half century or so and potentially low compared to where they'll go in the future. So right now with today's tax code, I think the tax deferred that annuities provide, it's not a very attractive reason to buy an annuity in and of itself, I don't think. I mean, I think you have to be like in the highest tax bracket and have a large amount of non-retirement money to put inside of an annuity to do it for tax deferral reasons. I've had many situations with clients that make really good money and have large amounts of non-retirement money. and, And my analysis still doesn't really bring me to a 
an annuity for the tax deferral reason makes more sense than a traditional investment account. So I think the tax deferral reason right now is not as significant or not as, um, I don't know, valuable, I guess. So thinking out loud here a little bit, potentially that's one of the reasons that insurance companies have over the last like decade or so, right? Kirk, as you and I know, insurance companies are just, they're really good about, you know, inventing or, you know, coming up with new products and, and ways to attract customers. And they have had to do that because for the the tax attraction of variable annuities just isn't all that attractive right now. Potentially it will be in the future. And, you know, 20, 30 years ago it was, but right now it's not. I have one, you know, one thought on that. And I'm I'm sure you were going to mention this at some point, but uh, just because you're talking about it, IRAs, right? So IRA retirement uh, investment accounts, you know, they they are also tax deferred, you know, just like the annuities that, that you're talking about. And it is possible, you know, to have an IRA annuity. And, you know, if you do that, you know, there's really there's it's still tax deferred, but there's no no second advantage of having an IRA inside of an annuity from from a tax point of view. Right. Uh, Because the IRA is already tax deferred. An annuity is tax deferred. Yes. But by putting an IRA in an annuity, there's no there's no extra advantage there. Right. I think. I think that's something that's that's sometimes lost on on individuals, um, and yeah, I think that's just that's an important. Yeah, uh, and I was just gonna say, and I and I think that that's it's not uncommon. It's common. It's quite common to see retirement monies inside of annuities, and I think the reason is like we were just talking about that that insurance companies have just been so good over time about attracting people and their money. Money to these products that have XY, XY guarantee, right? And because they're not attracting people to annuities for tax reasons anymore. I think that was the case a few decades ago. And like I said, it might be the case in the future. Here's the country spending trillions of dollars, right? And our tax is going to have to increase as a result in the future, you know, potentially. And so maybe for tax reasons, people will be attracted to annuities in the future. But right now, insurance companies you know, in order for their annuity arm of their business, like to survive, right? They, they have been good about creating products that attract people for other reasons, but yeah, good point. And I, and I absolutely a hundred percent want to touch on, you know, before the show is over today on Roth IRAs inside of an annuity, you know, that the Roth IRA is like my favorite thing in the world, right? And when I see them inside of annuities, I get very, I get very upset. (laughs) I'm just going to be just right out, right off the bat. And we'll talk about it later. I don't think it's a appropriate for Roth IRA money to be inside of an annuity. But we'll just throw that right out there right now. We'll talk about that later. I Before the, the, gosh, the first 30 minutes always goes by so quickly. Before the break, which is eight or nine minutes, whatever, let's just talk, um, let's just explain fixed versus variable. And then after the break, we'll have plenty of time to start getting into variable products and living benefits, et cetera, which is like the meat of today's show. And I'm so excited. I'm gonna have to roll my sleeves up and open the window because I'm gonna get a little bit worked up. And it's really warm in the studio today. It's like Tim's in there with a t-shirt and it's like, we're, I'm, I'm already starting to sweat. And anywho, literally roll your sleeves. Yes, exactly. And I was told I can't open the window behind me. Cause if I do it, I think it falls out to the, and falls out to the ground. So I can't open the window. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So uh, okay, and again, in, so in the world of in the world of annuities, excuse me, to lots of different types, of course, but sort of like we talked about what is an annuity? That's the highest level. One step down, we're going to talk about fixed versus variable, and then we're going to get into details below that. So fixed annuities, I have not have. Actually, I don't know the specifics, but it doesn't seem to me that they have been very common in the last decade, likely because interest rates have just been so low. Yield on fixed products has been so low here as we came out of the credit crisis about a decade ago, you know, and and interest rates drops, you know, at that time and have been really low for a decade. And so it doesn't seem to me that fixed annuities, which are quite similar to like a CD at the bank with, with of course, the tax deferral component that a CD at the bank doesn't provide in and of itself unless it's qualified retirement money. But, you know, fixed products just haven't been, fixed annuities, I should say, doesn't seem to me they've been very popular in the last five, 10 years. And I, and I again, I, I'm, I don't have any specifics right in front of me. Anyone listening with lots of knowledge on this, feel free to uh, chime in. But I just, I haven't seen very many people with them. We've, I've had some discussions with clients about them, but like the interest rates just haven't been attractive enough for, I think, many people to buy those in the last decade. And so basically what I mean, a fixed annuity is very similar to a CD in the bank in that it hand your money to an insurance company. They will keep it for three years, five years, seven years, whatever your, whatever your selected term is like a CD and they will credit you, you know, or they're promising you a certain interest rate on that money and they'll credit right to your account uh, as long as you keep your money locked up and with that insurance company for that period of time. It's like, a, it, you know, you're loaning your money and I shouldn't call it a loan, but it, but they, you're, you're allowing the insurance company to, uh, you're locking it up there for a period of time and in exchange for that uh, agreed lockup of my money, I'm going to get X interest rate. Like I said, interest rates have just been so low, you know, on CDs and the like and these fixed products in the last five or 10 years that I, I just don't think these have been super popular. If we ever see interest rates, you know, back up in the mid single digits, something like that, that maybe those will regain some popularity, but I I don't see that happening anytime really soon. I mean, you and you even case in point, right? You looked at some numbers last night for fixed annuity interest rates and they're ridiculous, right? Yeah, I have some numbers here. So, okay. So I'm and I'm grabbing these numbers off of uh, off of Fidelity off of Fidelity website. Okay, um, we have no affiliation with Fidelity. We're just using this for information, right? Yeah. So this is just Fidelity. You know, that was one of the first things that popped up during a search. And basically, they offer you know various insurance products. You know, because they're basically just serve as a, as a broker. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, through them, you can buy, you know, a Mass Mutual uh, fixed annuity. You can buy New York Life Principal. Uh, et cetera. So yep. they, you know, they offer various, you know, insurance companies, you can buy their, their fixed annuity through them. Uh, and so for example, uh, let's see. So the shortest term that they put on their website is three years. Okay. And so if you buy a three year fixed, uh, annuity, they're all, they're all roughly the same, but so for example, so there's a, there's the first one that shows up is a, is a mass mutual product. So it has a three year period and the rate is 1.1%. Yeah. 
basically they're going to, you know, so if you give them, you know, your money for three years, they're going to pay you 1.1% per year, uh, you know, guaranteed it's, and then they also have a, what they're calling like a jumbo rate. And, and it says basically it's typically if it's over a hundred thousand dollars that you put in, uh, the rate goes up a little bit. Uh, so it's 1.35% in that, in that example. And then just to show you, so let's see if you go to, so the longest term that they, that they list, uh, is a, is a 10 year. Uh, and so if you, if you do a 10 year fixed annuity, let's see on the, on the, the, the standard rate for, you know, for lower dollars, it's 1.35%. Mm. You know, so it's really, it's, yeah, it's really for 10 for, I'm sorry. Did you just say for 10 years? For 10 years. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And the, the jumbo rate is 2%. So, you know, so if you have over a hundred thousand dollars and, you know, you're willing to, to basically lock it up for 10 years, uh, you can basically get a guaranteed 2% per year. And, and, yeah. and actually there's, a, there's another 10, 10 year product, a different company that only offers 0.95% for 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, so they're not all the same. They're not all the same. So not, you know, not all, not all insurance companies are going to offer the same rate, but regardless, they're, they're, they're both or, you know, relatively low, um, and, and to, to lock it up for, for 10 years, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. I mean, the 10 year treasury right now is at like a percent too. I mean, these follow very closely with those yields as well. And, you know, this is, you know, someone who's going to lock their money up for 10 years at 1% is someone who is very nervous about, the future of, you know, the stock market or potentially even the bond market. I mean, is very worried about disastrous markets in the coming 10 years. That, that's, a, that's a long time to lock money up at what is historically a very low um, rate. That doesn't even inflation long term has averaged depending on the period of time you're looking at at least like one and three quarters percent. You know, if you're looking at like rolling 10 year periods of time, at least you're like looking at over a percent and a half. So you're, you're potentially looking at, you know, of course we don't know what's to come in, in the way of earnings and interest rates and inflation in the next 10 years. But you know, you're locking your money up for a long time at a, at a, what is historically a very low rate for earnings and it doesn't even equal inflation. And, and don't forget that that's, this is taxable too. So yeah. So, Okay, so we got to take a break here in a minute, but fixed fixed annuities right now, we're not going to spend much more, I don't think any more time on that after the break, um, but it's you know, very similar to a CD, but those products are out there. What we're going to spend the, the bulk of the show on today are what are called variable annuities. Um, again, all different types of these. We're going to talk about living benefit riders, death benefit riders. We're going to talk about costs. We're going to talk about suitability. Uh, we're going to talk about um, you know comparing and contrasting that with traditional investments. We're going to talk a little bit about how to understand how some of these things work. Um, and we're just taking a break. You're listening to McNamara on Money, and I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed, and we're going to be right back. And I believe we're back. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed, joined this morning by my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed, and Tim here in studio. I love it when Tim chimes in here and there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Not to put you on the spot there. No, not uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are talking about annuities this morning. I, I love to have... We need to have one of these shows at least once a year, maybe twice a year, because it's it's just such a it's a it's a I don't know I guess a popular topic of conversation in the world of money and investing and something uh, uh, commonly 
misunderstood, I think. Um, and the, uh, for, 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 I don't know if I should say for good reason, but, but commonly misunderstood because they can be quite complicated. So we're here today to help people understand some of these things and knowing full well that there are, first of all, you know, dozens of insurance companies out there issuing annuity products and, and each insurance company has like several different options and stuff to choose from. And they're like all different. And, but there are some common themes is what I've found. And so we're, we're going to help people understand at least some of the general concepts today. We can't, you know, for purposes of today's show, of course, we can't talk in, you know, specifics about a certain insurance company's product. But like I said, I've, I've analyzed a lot of these throughout the years and there's certainly some similarities and trends and, and, and general concepts that we're going to uh, go through today. So I wanted to get right into, you know, we, we sort of set the stage for what is an annuity fixed versus variable, you know, uh, why do people purchase these, et cetera, et cetera. But I really want to get into some of the details on variable annuities today. And it's again, it's like, I, I, I'm overwhelmed by the topic. It's like, where do you even start? But I do have an outline. So I'm going to try to explain what were you going to say? Well, I had, I had one other item that I, I thought maybe would go now, but you can, you can, you can override if you like. Uh, and that's immediate annuities. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so just to kind of, again, the world of annuities, there's so many, so many flavors and, and, and types, you know, so like. I forgot, I sort of forgot. Yeah, I, yes, okay. So like, well, you know, yeah. what we were just talking about before the break was, you know, we're talking about fixed annuities, but those are, but the, the other part of that term was that it, it's a deferred fixed annuity, meaning you're putting the money in and you're deferring, you know, taking any income from it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's basically just you're setting it aside and, and it's, and it's growing and, and it's, you know, you're deferring any, any income. So on, there's, there's another type of annuity that's called an immediate annuity where, yeah. where you basically give, you know, a, a lump sum of money to an insurance company and in return, they're going to pay you a monthly income. And they will do that. You know, they'll, they'll basically, they'll tell you, you know, before you, before you, you know, sign the paperwork, they're going to say, okay, based on your age, based on, you know, male, female, they're going to say, okay, we will pay you this amount per month, you know, and then you've got a couple of options. You can do it for as long as you live and they'll give you a number based on that. You can do it for a, you know, a set period of time, you know, you know, be it, you know, 10 years or, or 15 years, or I'm sure there are limitations as to what you can do, but you can pick a fixed set of time and, and they'll give you a number for that. You can do it for, you know, a, an individual, uh, or you can do it for like a married couple and they can, and they'll give you a number, you know, so it could go for as long as you both shall live. And so that's, <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's going to be a different set of math, you know, because the insurance company has to factor in two individuals, you know, how long they might live, you know, if one's a male and one's a female. And for example, um, you know, they'll, they'll do that math and, and give you a number. So I just, I, you know, I quickly pulled up a calculator just to kind of, okay. um, just to kind of show just an example. Yeah. Uh, this is like a pension. This is like, yeah. When some, when people ask us like, I have this like pension at work and I have all these choices a pension and an immediate annuity are like almost the same thing. And yeah, sometimes you'll hear it called a SPIA or a single premium immediate annuity, which is like you trade a chunk of money for a guaranteed income for a period of time, oftentimes like your life, like lifetime on lifetime income. I never want to outlive it. And so this is what you're talking about where, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and really like when you, when you, when you look at the, you know, the definition of annuity, this is really what it is. You know, by def definition, an annuity is a stream of payments. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a payment. You know, it's a payment that somebody pays you. You know, yearly. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that, so that this is really by definition what an annuity is. Um, and then over time, you know, we've come up with all these other you know variations and things. So for example, you know, so there's a there's a website called immediateannuities.com. And you can plug in, you know, a couple pieces of data and they'll give you some, some quotes, you know, right there on, on, on the website. So for example, I plugged in, you know, so the amount to invest is a hundred thousand dollars. The income, uh, to, to begin is immediately for this case, you know, you, I plugged in an age of 55. I'm just putting in a random age. So age 55, uh, I said it was a male, you know, living in Massachusetts. So when you click on the quote, it gives you a couple options. And so the first one is based on life, meaning, you know, the insurance company will pay you for as long as you live, regardless of how long that is. And so this, this is just an estimate, but it says $386 a month is what they would pay you for as long as you live. And what was the premium in there? A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand age 55. So let's see. So $386 a month. That's uh, $4,632 a year. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just doing some quick math here. So it would take a little over 21 years just to get your money back. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you give them a hundred thousand and they gave you 386 a month, it would take 21 and a half years just to get back, you know, the hundred thousand. Mm. So the way, you know, so, the, so, so the, you know, I guess the, the, the nice thing about this is that it's a, you know, it's guaranteed, right? You know, that, that income is never going to stop for as long as you're alive, um, which certainly sounds good. Uh, and, and a lot of people would, you know, would like that. And that's, so there, there are, you know, some people that might, might be attracted to that, but if you, you know, so if you're 55 and in order to just to break even, you'd have to live until what, 76 or mm -hmm. 77 to break uh, even. Yeah. Just, just to break even. So you don't actually start earning a return until you, you know, live past, live past that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we can certainly, you know, we don't need to get into the math, but you have to live quite a lot longer in order just to start generating, a, you know, a fairly decent return. Yeah. There's a lot, there, like the, the common theme here with annuities, I think of all, of all different types is that you are, you are paying, you're paying an insurance company for some sort of a guarantee. And right. you just have to, that's not good or bad. You just have to understand what you're paying and how much you're paying and make sure you're comfortable with that for whatever guarantee they're promising you. And, you know, some people are, you know, will listen to that and be like, oh, that's ridiculous, you know, 22 years. And some people will listen to that and say, well, if I live to 95, I'm protected and I can't outlive my money and I'm okay with that, right? So, and, and again, with that type of a, with this type of an annuity, which is a, an, an immediate annuity, basically you turn your money into a pension. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about today was how, again, I, I, I'm using the term or the, or the, the, the description you're paying or the concept of you're paying an insurance company for some sort of a guarantee. That's a good example of most people don't understand what they're paying because it's not transparent when it comes to annuity products. And this is one of the problems that I have with annuities of, of certain types and, and insurance companies and these living benefits and these guarantees is that they are not transparent about what the cost is to the whoever is purchasing the product. And so that's the type of thing where there's not like, there's not a 
no one is writing a check for a payment for this, but there is certainly a cost for this in terms of reduction in potential earnings on your money or like a spread, you know, between what they're crediting you and, and, you know, what they're giving you and what they're earning on your money. Like, I, I just think that that's an important concept and one that is in my experience based on conversations I've had with clients or potential clients who have either have purchased annuities or have have had conversations with professionals about purchasing annuities. I don't think the concept of what am I giving up for this? What is my cost? How, what, what, how is the insurance company making money on this? Like, right. I just don't think that is explained like almost at all to people. And I think that that's unfortunate. There's like no transparency there in, in the way of cost. But, but yeah, I forgot, I actually forgot to put immediate annuities on the outline is of course, like another type of annuity product that are actually pretty easy to understand, except for, you know, what is the cost to me? But yeah, I think that that's, um, you know, and I know, yeah, I know you're getting excited about these other ones. Totally. That to, I know that you want to get to, but yeah. I just had, I just had one or two more things on, on this immediate annuity. Oh, so okay. I have to wait. I'm not no. very, Kirk, you know that I'm not a very patient person. You're well, going to make me wait more. No, that's fine. That's good. I, I actually forgot about this whole so section. Yeah. You, so on, so on that, you know, on that immediate annuity where, you know, the company's going to pay, the insurance company's going to pay you for as long as you live. In that in that example that I put, and again that was just an estimate as far as how much you know the three what was it three eighty six a month uh, you know for as long as you live, but in that in that scenario, if you die within six months of that happening, you don't get any money back. Your benef- your beneficiaries don't get any money back. Yeah, um, so, some some products might have like some sort of a death benefit, but but I don't not all. I don't know that that's consistent. You're right. So yeah, there, yeah. There are there are there are other variations where you can right. select a lower rate of a lower income where yeah. there is some kind of a protection for maybe five years or ten years, so that if you die within that range, there will be a, a, a death benefit. Yeah. But if you go with the straight annuity, if you go with the highest payment. There is no, you know, there's no money going to anybody. Yeah. So, you know, so there's certainly a, certainly a risk there. And then lastly, from a, you know, from a return point of view, you know, so I have a calculator here that, you know, kind of does a, how to actually translate an annuity into a, you know, a rate of return. Okay. Yep. So in this example, I brought up, you know, it was a hundred thousand dollars, you know, initial investment. The, the estimate from, from the annuity company was 4632 a year is what they were going to pay you. And so I did, I did over a 30 year period of time. So in this example, it was a 55 year old male. If he lives until 85, the rate of return. So the, the amount of money that he would receive from the annuity company is about roughly $139,000. If he lives, I'm sorry, what age? If he lives to, if he lives to 85, which is 30 years, 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's a 2.27% annual rate of return. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so in order to generate, you know, a return like that, you got to live 30 years. If you live 35 years, you know, which would be 90. Yeah. Uh, it would be 2.97%. Okay. So, you know, so that's, you know, I mean, I guess it's debatable as to what, you know, what somebody thinks is a good return. Yeah. Right? And then for example, if you live to, if you live to 95, that's a 3.43%. And then and the numbers continue to climb. Yeah, you know, the, the, the longer return, you live, the, the, the return gets higher. Yeah. The longer you live, but but the shorter you live, you know, the return is is is, is even less. I'm glad you brought up the concept of risk because I think 
There are, when you use the term risk in the world of money and in, in investment and in investment products, most people immediately think of the risk, uh, the downside risk in poor markets, right? But there are other types of risks that aren't as easy to see, face. I guess. What, what, yeah. what did you just say? Is it in your face? So. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. But right, right. So there is the, there are risks that you take with with really any type of, of investment, there's even always, there's always yeah, a risk. like you're, you're bringing up the fact that, well, it, okay, I'm if, it, with that particular type of immediate annuity, which you're turning your money into a pension, essentially, like there's the risk that I die before my life expectancy or I die prematurely and, and my money is gone or significantly depleted for my heirs. Right. And, or, you know, and, and, and th- so that's a risk you're, you're, you didn't the risk you didn't get anything from the insurance right from that inve- if you're calling that an investment which we could have that a whole another argument on that is you didn't get anything from that right and and that's and that's a risk there's also this risk of you know i uh, in this in this world of guaranteed and in, in qu- air quotes products right there's also this risk of there's inflation risk like if you earn 1% for 10 years like on that fixed annuity you, you're, there's that there's inflation risk there where you're at your you're actually losing money because inflation exceeds what you're earning in that one percent per year over ten years. Of course, I can't guarantee, but that's very likely to be the case. Um, but yeah, there there. I'm glad you brought up that concept of risk, and I think you're bringing up a whole another concept, which again is a is a common theme for me with all different types of annuities, especially the complicated ones, which we have, which I'm so excited to start talking about. But there's this concept of it's just so important, in my opinion, for people to understand what they are purchasing when they purchase annuity. Number one, because there are almost always a period of time where you can't get your money back without penalty and a long period of time at that seven to 10 years, generally speaking, or forever, which I, which I came across recently. So there, so, you know, you better understand what you're doing so that you can, because if you change your mind a couple years later, generally speaking, there's going to be a huge penalty to take your money back. So understand it, number one, because of the cost to make a change and understand it, number two, just because it, they are so complicated. And I think that they're sort of, some of them can are, are, are explained or, you know, like maybe sold in a certain way that they're explained quite simply. You know, for example, I'm, you know, it's guaranteed 5%. Right. Like, like I, I just I think that potentially some of them are kind of sold like that, but it's not that simple. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But you know what I could. OK, let me let me put my, you know, my my biases aside and that, you know, I, I my world is traditional investment accounts, brokerage accounts, you know, the traditional stock bond, you know, mixture, you know, that's my world. OK, so so throw my biases right out there. And I could say if I was, uh, you know, if, if my primary world was selling annuities, which it's not, uh, I could say to my actual self, you know, that someone should understand what they're doing when they're investing in a traditional investment account as well. Like they should understand the risks associated with, you know, what can happen in a down market and, and, you know, the, the risk of what if you need your money when it's down in value, of course there are risks there. And I, and, and I, I just think it, you're bringing up this whole great concept of you should understand what you're doing with your money. And, and you and I know that that's a reason that when we bring on a new client, we have, we, 
I pretty much mandate like an hour or so discussion about the world of investing and risks. And we talk about risks and stuff like that. So, you know, I didn't want to be very one-sided there. Like we're talking about, you know, understand that annuity product, et cetera. But, you know, someone could say the flip side, understand the risks associated with investing, you know, your money in in the markets. And of course, yes, you 100%, that is 100% true. You absolutely should understand that. And, And we take a lot of pride at our firm in, and at least trying to help our clients understand that before we invest their money. That's really, really important. I never want to enter into a relationship with someone and invest their money for them if they don't like sort of know what I'm doing with it. And and we like to be very transparent about cost, which is one of the reasons I get a little frustrated and a little heated about about you know when I when I talk about annuities and when I'm looking at an annuity that was sold to someone who I'm just meeting, you know, a new client or something like that, you know, and 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 that. that it's just that industry doesn't seem to me that it is transparent at all in terms of cost to the investor and in terms of even just understanding those products. They are so extraordinarily complicated. And I think that that's really sad. And, you know, you know, you, you hear this term in our in our world, uh, you know, that annuities are sold, not bought. And what that means is they're sold to people. People don't. I think that if a lot of people really, really understood them, they wouldn't purchase them, but they're sold to people. And and that's like really the meat of what I wanted to get into today. Do I have permission to do that or do you have anything else oh, on, no, on media annuities? Okay, because you know I'm getting, for 52 minutes here, I've been like really excited to get to this section of, of, the, of my outline here about, you know, living benefits and guarantees and stuff like that. So we'll get started and then, uh, you know, we'll take a, a break in seven or eight minutes and, and lots, lots to discuss um, for the second hour of the show on this topic. So if you think about annuities as like an org chart, right? So at the very top, we have annuity. And then below that, we have fixed, variable, and thank you, what you just brought up, immediate. And then now let's focus on- And then then index-based. Stop it. Well, that's a type of variable. Then think about, okay, so then if you have those three types, let's look at that variable box. I would put that as a separate category. Okay, fine. You could put it separate or or what I was going to say is if you look at that variable box, let's go one step below the variable box and then then let's talk about what I'm going to call like plain vanilla variable annuities, which are like brokerage accounts. And then we can talk about index-based annuities. And then we can talk about uh, living benefits. We can actually also talk about death benefits, Those are, I, though I don't quite think those are as common uh, these days or they're not as attractive. People don't <laughs> seem to care as much about their money after death as during life, which makes total sense, <laughs> right? In my mind anyway. So now let's talk about like th- these, again, there are so many different types of variable annuities that we can't hyper-focus on like one certain product. And if you're listening to today's show and you have a variable annuity, we're not going to be talking specifically about your policy. The way these things work is that each insurance company has a product, you know, like a product line and they can sell you that product. And you actually have what's called a policy, which is all the fine print that explains your product. And these products change over time. You know, first of all, insurance companies will issue multiple different types, or even if you have one product, you get to make certain choices. So you might have something, you might be paying for something that someone else isn't paying for or vice versa. And then over time, they just, they, they, they develop new products. So, you know, what was issued 20, 30 years ago is likely not, certainly, actually, okay, likely not the same as, as it is today. So we can't speak specific to any one person's annuity product, which is the point that I was trying to make there. Let's talk about just real quick, we can, because we can talk about death benefit rider. So first of all, when I say the term, when we use the term rider, that is an insurance 
term that just means something extra that you're paying for, some sort of an extra guarantee that you're paying for. It's a bell and a whistle. And there are, I'm assuming, 100% of the time an extra co- I, I don't know of any riders that don't cost you anything. I'm I'm uh, I'm 98% sure that a, any rider you have there's a cost for that. I I guess I can't I can't think off the top of my head of one that wouldn't have a cost. But generally speaking, I guess I should say that those riders or those bells and whistles, that's like something that you select uh, or that was recommended to you to select as some sort of an enhancement to your annuity uh, product. So there is, there are ways to have, to own and have your money in variable annuities where they're what I, what we would call like plain vanilla and generally are the types that we you know, historically have recommended to clients is there are ways to have money in a variable annuity and not have a very high cost for that. You can keep your cost down. I guess I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we'll set the stage for the more bells and whistles, the more riders, the more guarantees that you have from an insurance company, the more expensive your contract is going to be. But you, I, I can't imagine there is a person listening today who could tell me with accuracy what their cost is to own their annuity in terms of the mortality and expense chart cost, the investment cost, if applicable for a variable, and the cost for all your riders. And all in, what is your cost in terms of a percentage to own that annuity. If there is a person listening who is not an investment or insurance professional that knows the answer to that question, please call the show at 781-837-4900 because I would be very impressed. There, It is, I, it, like we talked about, it is, I just, unfortunately, I don't think it's very transparent. Perhaps we'll have future legislation uh, w- that changes that, but perhaps not. And, be, you know, and uh, I, I won't go off on that tangent. Um, but, you know, it's the the more bells and whistles and guarantees you have, the, the higher your cost is going to be to have that annuity product. And like I said, that's not always a bad thing. I just think it's really important for people to understand that. Like if your cost to own an annuity is two and a half or three or three and a half percent, and we'll talk about how that, you know, detracts from or uh, subtracts from, you know, the return that your variable investments are credited. If you're okay with that because it's providing you a certain guarantee, then okay, great. I'm, I'm glad you understand your contract. And if you, and if you're comfortable with those costs, fantastic. My, I get, I get personally frustrated because when I've met people in the last almost 20 years of my career here and had, you know, and analyzed some of these, oh, I'm running out of time, but don't worry, we have another hour. You know, I get frustrated because there is not a person that I've met in my career that has understood what their cost is. And oftentimes when we have, when we dig deeper and we ask questions to the insurance company and we find these things out, they're frustrated. And that makes me sad because you could have a 10 year surrender period here. And if you're frustrated, you can't like, of course you can do something about it, but who wants to pay a 5% surrender charge to get out of something that they didn't that they didn't understand when they purchased it. So I just, I get really, really frustrated by that and and saddened. At the beginning of the show, you know, you were kind of talking about some of the, some of the pros of annuities, um, that the guarantees, uh, and the, you know, the tax deferral, you know, kind of being the two big, you know, pros. 
you know, but t- to me, the, the biggest con is um, is the 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 inflexibility. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah. To me, that's the that's the biggest con. Yeah. Uh, in, in okay. Um, we have to take a quick break. I we are. I, we're going to get into this in uh, much more detail and do some explanation here about, about uh, variable annuities and living benefits, et cetera, and helping people understand those. That's what I'm really excited about. Um, we're just taking a break. You're listening to McNamara on Money. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed today, joined by my husband and business partner, Kirk Reed. You can find out more about us at McNamaraFinancial.com or McNamaraOnMoney.com. Um, but we're going to come back and we have a whole other hour to spend on this topic of annuities. So please uh, don't turn that dial. We're just taking a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. 